This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Get ready for the final six anointed messages in Pastor Ray's inspiring series, Integrity, True Humility, and the Sin of Pride. Following up on his three-day power-packed introduction on integrity, there can be no greater spiritual contrast than that between the subjects of his final six days of instruction, the humility of a compassionate heart, and the evil of the sin of all sins, pride. While pride always seems to satisfy self, true humility always demands a spirit of true love, always at a personal cost, always esteeming others higher than yourself. Humility and love will always seek first to please God, while pride will always seek to please man. What an inspiring example of true humbleness of the heart you'll hear in Pastor's narrative of Jesus coming to earth as man, the greatest example of true love and humility known to mankind. Now, here's Pastor with more life-changing messages you can't afford to miss. We look to the sinners in the world, and sometimes if we're not careful, we start looking down our nose at people thinking that we're so spiritual and we're so good and we're so holy and those that are not like us somehow become second-rate citizens in our eyes. And, and you see, we, we've got to be very, very careful because I believe, you know, I thank God for the righteousness of God that God has given to me and understanding your position in righteousness really sets the stage for a greater walk of faith with God because if you don't understand righteousness, you cannot really walk in, the, in a full, strong position of faith. We have to be careful that we don't become so righteous that we become self-righteous. And this is the problems in, 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 in the Christian churches that, and I've been around people like this, and you have too, we become so righteous conscious. Now thank God for the righteousness of God that he imputes to us and he makes us right. But let's never forget that it's his righteousness that makes us righteous and not our own righteousness. Because that's self-righteousness. And you can't start out in the spirit and end up in the flesh. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of Christians over the years, they become so righteous that they actually become self-righteous. I thank God for the righteousness of God. I need the righteousness and the mercy. because I, and, and all righteousness means is right standing with God. But I don't, you don't, none of us in this room have the ability to stand right or rightly before God on our own merits. How many of you agree? Much as we try, we fail. You can quote 40,000 scriptures a day, but as much as we try, we fail. Thank God for the mercy of God. Thank God for the mercy of God. Local church today, the local church, is really fighting and competing with a lot of things out there in the world. We're competing with TV preachers and all kinds of information that's coming across, you know, Christian stuff coming across the internet waves, and that's all good. But unfortunately, what most people don't realize is that 
a lot of what's being preached is, is really good stuff, but it's not really making an effect in any of our lives. It's not. Because we're hearing more of what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear. So local church is really fighting and struggling for its position because I believe it's in the local church, it's in the home church where we get our correction, we get our direction, we get what we need from God and from the Spirit of God that's going to make us better. Because I don't want you, but I don't want to be the same. I want to be different. I want to be better. It's in the local church. But I've just been meditating on this. You see, we've been taught, you know, that we're not a, don't ever say you're a, a sinner saved by grace. Don't be sin conscious or don't be, don't be, don't think about the place that you've come from. I mean, basically, that's, you know, what, what some of us have been taught. I struggle with that. I struggle with it because I can't ever forget where I've come from. That's the problem. Some, some of us have forgotten from where we've come. We have forgotten from where we've come, from that low place. I don't ever, for one day of my life, ever want to forget from where I've come. See, I can, I can appreciate and live in that righteousness and appreciate what God has done, but I have to constantly remember that it is not my righteousness. It's his righteousness that covers me and saves me and blesses me and keeps me. It is not my own work. And, and this is why I believe that uh, the church, and when I say the church, I don't mean our church alone, but the, the body of Christ. This is why there are people that have lost their joy, lost their purpose, lost their peace. We're supposed to walk this walk and there's supposed to be a fullness of joy. Jesus said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. We're supposed to be walking in the full abundance of joy and peace. But what has happened is a lot of us started walking in the spirit, just, just grateful for nothing else other than being saved. Just all we wanted to do was to know more about Jesus. But somehow we stepped over a line and it all turned around and it started to become, what about me now? I want this and I want that and I want the other thing. And I want this blessing. But in the beginning when we started, it was just all about Jesus. Now don't shout me down. I told you, you know, the, the, the duty of the pastor is to preach messages that change our lives the message that the preacher needs to bring is a message that changes our lives that meets us right where we are that can help fix us and make us into something else I've just been meditating on that on those thoughts I can't ever forget that I'm nothing but a sinner saved by the grace of God I can never forget from where Jesus is. And, and again, that's what I want to say. The problem has been that some of us have become so righteous that now we've stepped on over the line and we've become self-righteous. Are we really demonstrating the love of God the way God means love? Are we really demonstrating the love of Christ the way God demonstrated, the way Jesus himself demonstrated love? You know, my definition of love, you, you, you've heard me say it, but let me give it to you again. My definition, which I believe is God's definition, is that others benefit at my expense. Others get blessed 
because it costs me something. If it never costs me anything, if it never pulls upon my life, my finances, my gifts, my talents, my time, my family, my pleasures, then am I truly, am I truly operating in the realm or the level of love that God desires and calls for me and for you, for us, to operate and to function in? We do well to humble ourselves, to keep a low opinion of ourselves, to not be haughty-minded and lifted up and prideful, but to walk the love walk, caring and loving for one another. People are trying to be spiritual. I'm just, I'm just praying that, you know, people want, want to be recognized as being spiritual. Well, first of all, if you are spiritual, you don't want anything to be recognized. That's number one. Number two, most of us should be more concerned that people don't see our sin instead of them hoping that they see our spirituality. I'm just thankful that God has covered me up real well. Pride keeps us from doing what we know to do and what God wants to do, you know, what God wants for us to do. Pride, pride holds us back. Sometimes we've got to step down. Sometimes we've got to come down. See, I'll tell you what, if we learn to really operate in the principles of God, people cannot have that effect and will not have that effect on your life. They will not. The reason why people have an effect in your life like that is because we're more focused on protecting the flesh and what, what I should get and what I deserve and I, 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 it's all about me. I, 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 I. But when I'm just God-focused and all I do is live the principles of God, it produces power in... Did you hear what I said? Listen, 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 listen. When you live the principles of God, it produces power in your life to overcome every adversity, trial, challenge, warfare that comes your way. Is everybody listening to me? You were created to live and to flow and to move in the principles of God. You are a new creation. You have the divine nature in you. And those of us who are filled with the divine nature operate by divine principles, not worldly principles. And you can take this and plug it into every area of your life, whether it be your business, your profession, in the world, in your family, not only in the church. We've come so far from understanding the fullness of God's principles because we think they only operate in the church. They're meant to operate on every area of life, everywhere you plug in the principle, everywhere. And you get principle results. Humility makes no defense for itself. I don't have to. I don't have to. Why? Why? Because God is my defense. God is your defense. God can make a better defense for me than I can for myself. So people who get defensive have lost their connection to kingdom principles. I do not defend myself. God is my defense. We have principles in our hands that will unlock the impossible situations in our lives. But we have to decrease. We've got to back away from ourselves and our protection and our wanting and, you know, just 
trying so hard to, to satisfy self. Let's satisfy God and his word. One of the things that you and I are going to have to come to understand and to know and to realize is that the principle, the kingdom principle, is simply stated, the way up is first the way down. The way up is first the way down. Jesus, who was in the splendor and the glories of heaven, I would imagine it was pretty comfortable there. Teaches me something. Some of us have got to come down from our comfortable place. You're too darn comfortable for the kingdom. Who have you helped lately? Who have you blessed lately? What have you done in the church lately? Well, I don't. You know, I don't do that. I'm not called. Here's one. I don't feel led. The big, great Christian baloney excuse. It's a bunch of baloney. I don't feel led. Let me tell you, 90% of what I do in a week, I don't feel led to do or called to do or should have to do, but I do it. Because people who walk in the principle of humility have their mind focused on one thing. Whatever it takes to build the kingdom of God is what I'm going to do, whether it means I have to clean, scrub, usher, call people. People who are kingdom focused don't care what, it's not about what I want to do, feel like doing, feel anointed to do, trained to do. It's what needs to be done. It's not about what we want. It's about what God wants and what God needs. I found out something. When you put your heart to doing whatever is needed and whatever is necessary, let me tell you what, people who do that operate in the divine principle of humility, just humbling themselves. And let me tell you what, all of a sudden God jumps over a thousand people who refuse and will not answer the call and are waiting for some golden opportunity that they want to do to come into their laps. God will jump over a thousand people like that to find the one who has humbly accepted the work that they don't want to do or don't feel called to do. And he will take them and jump them right over 1,000 people and present them in front of them all and bless them in ways that you could never imagine. That's exactly why I got on this whole issue about the heart and about pride and about dealing with these issues. Sure, I can come in and preach like I did last. You know, we preached about being more than a conqueror and I love those messages and preach about faith and preach about healing. But we've heard all the healing messages. We've heard all the faith messages. We've heard all the success messages. We've heard all the messages about visions and success. And yet the body of Christ still grapples with sickness and disease and poverty and want and lack and insufficiency. What is the problem? The problem is we're putting a Band-Aid on a cancer when we've got to extract the cancer, get to the heart of the problem, and the problem will be fixed. Pride, pride is just focused on self, one's own hurts. Let me tell you what, you want a quick fix for pride? Stop worrying about yourself and start spending your life on somebody else. Reach out and touch somebody else with the love of God. The principle is you give, no matter whether it feels good. See, most of us in our human thinking, we only give 
when we think it's right, you know, everything is right, everything is in the right place. I'll only give money when I have enough. But we learn that when you give out of your need is when God gives back to you super abundantly. Whether it be money, emotion, time. <laughs> the principle is you give, God's going to give back to you. You help somebody else. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, the kingdom and all of the kingdom principles with it. Seek ye first the kingdom and all the principles of the kingdom and all these things, 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 house, car, shall be added unto you. Problem with most of us, and this is how we've gotten hoodwinked by the enemy, our focus is on the things and the kingdom comes secondary. When we ought to be investing our time and our energy and our resources into the kingdom and all of its principles, and God says all of the things will hunt you down and find you. We're running after things when things ought to be running after us. But the way you're going to have the kingdom kind of blessing is that you have to function, flow, and operate in the kingdom principle, which is, listen, which is, listen, diametrically opposed to the principles of the world and the principles by which many of us have been raised and brought up thinking. The way up is first in the God's kingdom, the way down. The way you get your prayers answered is you believe before you receive, then you get. You don't receive and then believe, you believe before you receive and then you will get the answer to your prayer. Hallelujah, come on. You, you first come to Jesus and give, you, give him your life, and then he gives you his life. You give him your ashes, he gives you his beauty. Hallelujah. It's the opposite of what we've been taught. So what's the kingdom principle? Jesus, and, and the Bible goes on in Philippians chapter 2, says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let this same mind be in you. So it's not about us. Whether I'm appreciated, recognized, accepted, liked, whether I get what I think I deserve, whether I'm heard or not heard, whether I get the last word in, there may be people uh, that don't know as much as I know or you know, and they may be over us in some capacity. Do we humbly just get behind them and help them to be everything they can be and, and just be a blessing to them? Or are we going to hold our ground in our position and you know, fight to be for, those, for people to know what we know? That's pride. God exalts the humble. God exalts the humble. You humble yourself and you're going to get the exaltation from God himself. And when God does it, man can't stop it. Man can't get in the way of it. And nobody can take it away from you. Come on, somebody. So, so we humbly just do the work of the Lord. But this is what I believe God is really trying to get at and get to. And it's, it's the issue of the heart. It's these issues. And pride being a big one. Because pride, let me say it again. Pride is the sin of all sins. And if that's true, then humility has got to be the virtue of all virtues. 
And even though the Bible says love is the greatest, when you look at the description of love, it spells humility. Doesn't not invested solely in its own purposes. It's not puffed up. Seeks to, you know, do good to others. I mean, there's a whole list of things. You begin to look through the Bible and see the definitions on love. It all spells humility. It's others first, really. In this progression of things, when we're talking on this earthly plane, it's not us first. Of course, it's God first over everything. But it's people. Then it's about things. And everything else comes under it. We've got to cultivate and develop within ourselves the heart of Jesus, which was a heart of compassion. Do you know the word compassion is made up of two words, calm and patty? And really, when you, you break down those two words and you get to the compound roots of those words in the, in, the, in the Greek, it really all comes together to say this, to feel the pain of another. To feel the, the pain of another. That's what compassion means. And it says in the Bible that Jesus healed people because he had compassion on them. He helped them because he had compassion. That's the compassion of our Lord that's still flowing and operating. And we too need to flow in that compassion, not, you know, not just with our family members, but to humanity, to begin to feel the pain, feeling the pain of another. This is, this is what God's calling. And you can't do that when you're stuck in pride because pride is just focused on self. I can't because I, I can't because this, can't be, me, 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 me. Compassion, feeling the pain of another. We're not going to really be true gospel workers. I mean, we'll, we'll die and go to heaven. You know, you'll make heaven. Don't think that. But, but we won't really be doing the Lord's work until we begin to feel the pain of another person. Begin to do something about it. Now I need this. Begin to do something about it. Reach out in love, prayer, help, generosity, using our abilities to help somebody else, even if we don't get anything back for it. Is everybody with me? No hope of return from any human. We do, we give. We don't have any hope of return from humans. Whatever I do for another human, see, because that's another thing that happens in the church. We get this politics. I'll wash your hand, you wash mine. I'll scrub your back, you scrub mine. I do this because you're, you're a rich man and I want to get on your side. And if I do good to you, you'll, you'll, you'll grease my palm and you'll take care of me or you'll give me a job. See, and that stinks. That's pride. And it shouldn't be in the church. What I do for another human, I don't expect anything back from a human. I do it because, first of all, I feel their pain, their need, or I just am obedient to God to bless. And I know by blessing my brother and sister whether they give me anything back of equal value, whether they respond in, in equal ways, whether they do not, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I did it because I wanted to be a blessing. And when you do it because you want to be a blessing, you don't expect anything back. You do not expect anything back. You just expect God to show up wherever you need him to provide whatever you need. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.